0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: On the 15th of December at the Camden Powerhouse in London Town. Well, not Santa Claus, but me cabaret legend Lenny Beige as I host my very special Regency Room's Christmas Extravaganza. It's an old-school variety show with some of the names that made my club the talk of the town and some of the very best new acts working the circuit today. Plus, there might even be a household name or two thrown in for good measure. Add to that a band of world-class session players and you've got the greatest Christmas variety show out there There's literally no show like it. Tickets are from £25. Just visit ctickets.com. That's ctickets.com and enter Regency Rooms and get booking.
2: gentlemen, please welcome to a very special Spurs show, Christmas event, live at the 100 Club. Beautiful. This show, thank you very much, in association with Mooney and Lab and Agent Fox Media. Uh, Go over, for those of you here, those of you at home, you should be here. You can go and get the wonderful Myers has seen the Glory book and many other books over there from VSP Publishing as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, a special show in two parts tonight. Please welcome my co host, Mr. Theo Delaney. <laughs> uh, and again, for those at home, show your appreciations again for Mr. Steve Perriman, <laughs> Mr. Martin Chivers. Mr. Pat Jennings, Yay! Mr. Phil Bill, Yay! and Mr. John Pratt. Yay! Oh, it's electric tonight. Right, well, before we're going to start off before we talk about that actual UEFA Cup run. I think it's important to sort of go back uh, before and sort of discuss the team that Bill Nip was trying to shape to get to that stage of, of winning that. Uh, well, it was the inaugural uh, UEFA Cup uh, that season. In 1969 70, Steve here got his first team chance, and Jimmy Greaves obviously was sensationally moved on that season, and Martin Peters came in as part of the swap deal. Phil, we'll start with you because obviously you were already there. There was the, there was the FA Cup defeat that season, sixty-nine seventy against lowly Crystal Palace that we lost 1-0. A lot of people think that was the kind of turning point in sort of bringing new players in. Jimmy moved on. Do, do you remember that defeat
3: and obviously how the players felt?
2: <laughs> Get nice and close to the mic there.
3: Yeah, I remember it. Can you hear everybody? Yeah. Yep. That's close enough. Um, well, I remember that game really well because um, obviously we got beat 2-1. Um, so it wasn't a good day for us. And anyway, um, after the game, I think we next day we had the day off. Bill Nick gave was the day off, which is unusual for Bill. And the following day we went in and um Greavesy just walked past me and he went, "Billy," he said, I think I've played my last game for Tottenham. So I said, why is that? He said, well, he said, uh, Bill Nick's dropped me. Uh, he's dropped Alan Gilzean and he's dropped Joe Kinnear. So, uh, Jimmy knew that uh, his time was up at Tottenham and uh, they were going to move him on, you know. So, uh, very sad times, but uh, there we are. These things happening for Anyone me. out there, do you, anyone that Palace game, that defeat? Anyone go to the game at
2: Selhurst? Jerry Terry, Tony, no, 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 one the other no, was one Jeremy, no. Who's called? Jerry Queen. The
3: Queen. All oh, right. Queen, yeah, see, that was... I knew we are at the back. No, see, that yeah. was Mike's fault. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a workshop sighted. now, isn't it? Let's... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: Martin, you obviously obviously uh, brought in effectively to play with Jimmy. So what was it like? You obviously had an injury before. But what was it like when all of a sudden you've come and you're playing with the great Jimmy Grease and then you hear that Grease has been moved on?
4: Well, I, I'm trying to work out when Jim actually left. It was... I think he, he left after I came... Yeah. Fit again. Right. Yeah. So we only had a few games together, but it, Bill did this magical thing, bringing Martin Peters in. It's, you've got to give Bill credit for bringing in a great player like Martin. You know, he, was, he did so well for us. And maybe Jim had done his best because I don't think he set the world alight when he went to West Ham, uh, but what a player he was before that.
2: Yeah. I mean our defence then it kind of picked itself didn't it I mean that sort of it was always a kind of solid uh, d- d- defence you know yourself Phil Mike England joking here Cyril Knowles it, it, can it rarely change does that kind of benefit you as a keeper knowing pretty much apart from injuries week in week out the same players are going to be in front of you during that particular Tottenham side
5: yeah we still <laughs> needed to score goals at the other end you know keeping the right uh, that was all right but and I, I mean Looking back, I couldn't believe that uh, Jimmy Greaves, that he dropped Jimmy Greaves. I mean, I've written about in my book that for me, Jimmy Greaves could have been still scoring goals for Tottenham for the next five years. I mean, he came back and played in all our testimonial matches and scored for fun. You know, and that was probably, I don't know, many years further down the line. And he was just a natural goal scorer. And I think had we got the support alongside him because we still you don't Jimmy Greaves, you don't lose what he's got in a in a in a few matches like. Yeah. So I is mean that it, was, is it was it was brilliant that we're bringing in a player like Martin Peters. He was fantastic for the club. Yeah. But I mean somehow we should have been able to do a deal to keep Jimmy there as well.
6: What do you think Bill's thinking was in, in uh shipping shipping Jimmy Greaves out then? If it if it seemed obvious to you
0: guys that he was still had something it to do. It was offer. an
6: easy decision. Ron Greenwood, you know, said, Bill wanted Martin Peters, but he said, I want Jimmy Greaves. Okay. And that's why Jim went the other way. Well, not that way, but the other way. Um, Not as far as I know. Um, But that was the reason, because we wouldn't have got Martin if Jimmy hadn't gone the other way. But I'm with Big Pat, like, you know.
2: Yeah. Steve, that, that was um, that season with the Crystal Palace. That was your debut season, Steve, when you came in. Uh, we finished 11th that season, which was our lowest league position in Bill Nick's time, uh, only matched by his last season at Tottenham in '74. So, mention there the defence didn't change much, but we struggled that season. We, I think we went out pretty quickly in the League Cup, too. What, why do you think that was? Why do, you think, do you think it was. Sort of out with the old, with the new. I mean, obviously, you were quite a young player there, trying to make a point. Why didn't that team that season
0: struggled? The bigger picture was that um, I think Greavesy, who we just spoke about, started in midfield right. with Roger Morgan uh, and Mullers. Uh, Terry moved on, didn't he? So it's obvious that they were lacking midfield players and. You know, for Jimmy Greaves to be in midfield can't be right, can it? And um, in answer to a previous thing, what what happened was, Aussie talks about this all the time, 66 World Cup, Aussie says, is the worst thing that could have happened to English football. Now, we're not going to agree with that, are we? (laughs) Because it's our only fucking chance of getting something. Anyway but what happened was it was then about not about wingers it was about wide midfield players and the energy that you need to play and people follow the winners so every team looked at Alf Ramsey and therefore wingers became less and less and it was then about work rate how much work do you do and if Jimmy had some knockers or some doubters and everyone does this, you know even if you're as famous as Jimmy Greaves People would say that if Jimmy Greaves doesn't score, what else does he do? Pat would say, for instance, he's going to score in a minute. Of course he, he could. So I think Eddie was a big part of that decision. I think Eddie wanted the younger type. Eddie Bailey are talking about. Yeah, him. energetic player. And um, so Jimmy didn't fit in that when he, when he wasn't scoring. So. Uh, the midfield was—I I got my chance because this is a group of very, very gifted players, mm. and in a certain respect, it didn't have enough legs. So I was brought in for legs, and I actually wasn't that type of player. I was an inside forward. Mm. I was a purveyor of the ball. Mm. But it's obvious if I wanted to stay in the in the team, I had to give them something that they didn't have and that was legs Mm. so i started winning tackles that i'd never even gone into in the reserves or the a-team and the crowd are cheering me like i'd scored a goal (laughs) fucking hell that's telling me that they like that well if i want to stay in i've got to keep giving it
4: Mm.
0: so um it was it was a change in time i actually got left out of that after that palace game Mm. bill nick said because he needs a rest, okay. And does anyone remember the game after that when he left the six players out? Leeds, Leeds at home, full up of Eddie Bailey's sort of reserve team, young, aggressive runners, and okay, hey, nothing wrong with that. Of course they, of course, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they could play, and they got a nil-nil against uh, against Leeds, a bloody good team. So.
3: One, 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 one. Okay, was on. it
0: one more? Okay,
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but John, seventy years old. All right. <laughs> but it's an interesting point that did John, you were one of
2: those young players. Did you? Did the young players think there was a belief now that he could get in the team? I think that season, or the season before, the youngsters won the FA Youth Cup. I think probably the first time in
6: Tottenham had done the F, the Youth Cup. So, do you think there was a belief that no, the young you, players? Not you, Steve, it? you and. Graham and all those, you won the FA Youth Cup, didn't you?
0: Phil Holder, yeah. Phil Holder Barry, Barry Danes. Barry so these, are the
6: players, these were the younger players that were yep. trying to get in. But yep. these were the, the ones who were a little bit older.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF.
2: Then the following season, seventy seventy one, things started to click. Uh, the team was settled. It was only Jimmy neighbor came in to make his debut that season. Pat, th- uh, that season, seventy seventy one. We finished third in the league that season, sixth round the FA Cup. Uh, obviously, the League Cup final win against Villa, and we had no European football that season as well, which uh,
5: one could argue helped with the amount of games. How
2: important that, I think was that?
5: that? That got you into the League or into the European Cup, didn't? But it? the you season
2: sixty-nine seventy, we league. didn't. We finished eleventh.
5: When in the League oh. Cup got you into that at one oh, time, didn't qualify you for it? I see. So that was the only reason why we played I think and it so was it, it gave give us qualification for Europe.
2: Yeah. But did you think that league cup win against Villa do you think that started instilling a belief so many uh, managers and players talk about especially this current team has been taken so long that first trophy that first trophy for a lot of you players I mean obviously you'd already won trophies at Tottenham but for the sort of the other players coming in who were part of that UEFA Cup win do you think winning that League Cup is really important for that crop of players
5: yeah absolutely for us you know I mean uh, I wish it was mm. now that we'd get the team winning the League Cup Yeah. but uh, <laughs> for us it was a brilliant occasion and any occasion to play at Wembley it was always a special day so to play any game at Wembley I mean going back to the cup finals mm. I mean that was just the highlight of our careers yeah uh, in those days it was the only competition that was shown around the world yeah. Really, yeah. So, and especially as a goalkeeper, you knew you make a mistake in those cup finals, you're going to be seeing it for the rest of your days. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's <laughs> a lot of pressure on. Yeah. But uh, that was the start, no doubt. Yeah,
4: the
5: cup and then qualifying for. And
2: Martin, that season 70, 34 goals from you, seventeen from Gilly What happened that season for you two now to, to really click?
4: I think I got the confidence back. In a game I played against Stoke, against Gordon Banks, when I scored a couple of goals at home, and the place erupted, the fans, I got the fans back on my side. They they never gave me stick while I was trying to get back. I'd missed a season and a half, but they never got on my back. And suddenly this game against uh, Stoke, when I muscled the the big fellow, Dennis Smith, off of the ball and went forward. It just, and bent it round Banksy. It was a a good goal and the place erupted and it gave me all the confidence in the world. It's amazing when you get the crowd behind you and chanting for you. And from then on, I felt as if I could score goals all the time. But I always remember that season, before we played the final, that we had a hell of a a tough job against a. third division team called Bristol City Mm. where Gilly scored down in Bristol and then we won in extra time, I think it was at home. Mm. So we did scrape through but uh, for myself in the final it was my first time on Wembley and you couldn't start in a better way. Mm. It was fantastic.
2: The uh, 71-72 season, I think it's important to mention some of the maybe fringe players, some of the players that aren't here for various reasons why they couldn't be here. Uh, Phil, Tony Watson, and Ray Evans, two players that were part of that squad. What were your memories of Tony and, and Ray in that 71-72 season?
3: Well, obviously, um, these were good players. I mean, nowadays, they'd be in any first team. Um, just shows you what sort of strength we had in the reserves. Um and uh, Ray Evans, right back, He de- obviously he uh, 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 was understudied to Joe Kinnear. Wanty was understudy to obviously uh, uh, Cyril. And um, as I said, these players were really premiership players of today. And um, you had to be on your toes to, play, to be in the first team because uh, you had so many players playing for the reserves that really were first team players. I mean, Bill Nicholson, Really, would give you say three games uh, to really uh, improve yourself. If he felt that you were falling short after three games, he'd bring in one of the uh, one of the reserves who was good enough to take over from you. So uh, you had to be on your toes all the time. You know, they he gave you a certain certain amount of time to get back into playing. How we should be playing. If not, you're were, you're were out the team and. Uh, or uh, Ray Evans would, would uh, take over from you. Steve, we mentioned uh, Roger Morgan
2: earlier. Roger Morgan and Jimmy Pierce, who, who came on the show, we did, we did a show with him uh, a few months back right, over the phone. What are your members of Roger and, and Jimmy as, as
0: people and as players? Roger struggled, I thought. Um, in my younger days, I was a QPR fan. yeah, And um, so I saw... <laughs> So I saw the development of the young players through that QPR system, and Roger and Ian was it his brother, twin brothers. Um, I I always thought Roger lacked a little bit of strength. I know it's not all about strength, but you know when it became a physical game, I thought he sort of lacked something in that. Of course, he could have terrific games and score goals, but uh, I I thought he struggled. In terms of that physicality, yeah. um, who was the other one you said? Jimmy Pierce. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Pierce was, for me, going to be a wonderful player. Um, unfortunately, he cut short with injury. Um, I think Bill Nick truly believed in his ability. Phil would know more, and John would know more about him than than me, to be honest, because I think I played a very limited time with him. But Jimmy was a serious very serious football player. I mean, he's a piss taker, but, um, a very serious football player. And, um, I think in terms of, if you were going to put one in front of the other, I would, I would have put Jimmy in front of Roger in terms of his sort of dedication to the game and such. Mm. So, um, but tragically, those two and Peter Collins that you're going to come on to all finished in, in almost one year, didn't they?
6: Yeah.
0: With injuries that people tell me you could get over today, you'd, you'd have an operation and mm-hmm. carry on playing. So uh, I think the, the loss of those three players down the line cost us dear as a club. It's going to cost you dear at the time. But what about in two or three years' time when they would have been established first team players? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's a very good point. Some of the more senior players now, I mean, there's obviously
2: Peter Collins, there was, there was obviously Barry Danes, who uh, was your kind of understudy as well. Pat, Mike England, who sadly couldn't be with us t- tonight, he, he, he's, he's away. Uh, we would love to have him here. What was he like, Um after, I think joined from Blackburn, didn't he, Mike England and all that. How quickly did you get a sort of partnership with knowing when to comfort crosses, knowing when he was going to head away?
5: What was uh, he like, Mike? Fantastic, John half. you know. Uh, the only problem he has was he'd like to have a round of golf on a Saturday morning before the match.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, really? <laughs>
5: like, he, somebody told Ben, like, I think he got fined for that, didn't he, Martin? Yeah.
4: <laughs> he turned up 20 minutes before kickoff, off once. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It
3: was he unbelievable! Was, he was mowing the grass one day, he, 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 his he walked in with gardening with his jeans yeah, on. He was ma- he's mowing the grass on a Saturday morning, and his wife came out and said, "Mike, can you plan a day?" He
4: went, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Talk about laid back. He,
6: he was big enough; he could do whatever he wanted. He was, <laughs> yeah. he
5: brilliant, brilliant at both ends. Obviously, when corn or sweet kicks into the box, he was real yeah. handful. You know. Yeah. and uh, whenever I look at us now uh, defenders coming out and they're just heading the ball back to where it came from mm. in our day the likes of Mike had to pick out who he was heading the ball to mm. which now they're just heading it anywhere to, to keep it away from the goal line. Yeah. so I mean whenever I look back the basics of our game with Bill and Nick uh, I look at us now uh, in our day we were never allowed the defenders to let people inside along the, six, the 18 yard box it was always down the line. Don't let them inside.
3: Yeah, but you would have a moan up if we let them come inside, Pat.
5: Yeah, and, and then once you got them down the line, get up against them, yeah. stop the crosses coming in. Yeah, and that was that was what we were brought up to. And I mean, yeah. I see that happening now, day in day out on the on the on the, the matches. Yeah, and the same thing the things aren't applied. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: John, the uh, next player I'd like to sort of mention, I, I believe he's not particularly well now, uh,
6: Joe here, oh. wonderful, wonderful servant for the club. Um, well, he was. I mean, Joe was, um, as Phil would know, because he's one of the biggest piss takers of going anyway, <laughs> but Joe was like that anyway. I mean, we'd go out sort of a Saturday night after the game that we'd played and people say, oh, about you know, medical science, which is brilliant nowadays, uh, about going in. We used to have to go in on a sun, but we didn't have all the oils and, you know, good-looking birds, massaging us. <laughs> you know, we had Johnny Wallace and Cecil Poynton with, <laughs> with carbolic soap. <laughs> you know, so I think Bill and Eddie were in advance of their years on sort of certain things like that happening, but... um yeah, no, it was uh, one of those times when you think, Let, well, let's try and get on with it and see if we can get out of it at times.
3: I think a lot of times, I mean, when you think uh, the back four, you used to, you know, you, you know, off by heart was, uh, you know, Pat, Joe, Cyril, myself, and Mike England, the back four. Mm. Well, we played so many games together, mm-hmm. we knew everything we could do and yeah. all the weak, if we had weaknesses and their strengths, and you know, we, the, the team never bro- the, the back four never broke up unless someone got injured, yeah. and I think well, that's fair, why we're Phil,
6: successful. You was, you know, yourself and Phil, uh, sort of um, Joe and Cyril, could all always play. They could play in midfield. They were that good of players that they were, they weren't sort of what people would say, get the ball, knock it down the line. They were good footballers. You know, I think. Uh, you know, Pat lived with Cyril in the nicest sense of the word for quite a time together. And I think in Middlesbrough he was a midfield player at times, wasn't he, Pat? Yeah,
5: uh, I didn't know that side. We, yeah, we I signed think he was. literally within weeks. And I tell people now we're in digs literally at the back of the ground, sixty-nine St Paul's Road. Uh, me and the team, him and the team. Five or a week. That wow. was uh, that was what it was.
4: Wow.
5: And the the band selling the the food and that they used to be queuing up at half eight in the morning match day Saturday and we'd be out looking at them that was the our build up to the matches on <laughs> on, on match day but uh, that was the way it wasn't That was a three o'clock kickoff that was yeah. it
2: that's the mate Martin what was your memory of still wonderful wonderful culture player that uh, Obviously his life was tragically cut short
4: It was uh, I, I just think that well, I look back at that time And think what a wonderful sort of family we had Everybody got on well together Which is so important The dressing room was electric Before a game We had we had the piss takers as usual You know Phil Bill, Joe Kineer, Cyril Knowles But it was Those two players The Joe Kineer and Cyril Knowles I think we carried on from the World Cup in '66. They were Great overlapping full-backs. And they're probably the two fittest players on the football field. They really did, up and down that line, they were fantastic. And that's where a lot of our success came from.
2: Hmm. Well, let's talk about the UEFA Cup campaign now that this season. Uh, first round, remember, we got Keflavik of Iceland. 6-1 and 9-0. Steve, you scored in the second leg. Uh, Martin, you got a hat-trick. Um, the UEFA Cup second round. Uh, John, you came in for this game. Uh, we played Nantes of France. Uh, second leg at home. Uh, well, yeah, you came on for that game, which was uh, uh, nil-nil. And this is our first bit of footage we got from French TV. Um, we don't, as I said before, I don't think it was a great game. Uh, we won one nil, uh, and uh, we won one nil. And here's—I uh, think this is the goal from uh, Martin Peters. So got—I don't think there's any sound in this because this is. Tottenham,
3: première passe, deuxième French. Yes, in French. Passe, sorry. Qui parvient à Knolls? Qui va donner le ballon à Cotes en position d'ailier gauche? Encore Cotes, marqué par uh, Baro. Centre de Coates. Le ballon contrôle de la poitrine parvient à Pratt qui sert, euh, regardez bien, oh là là, c'est le premier but, le premier but marqué par Peter
0: à là la douzième
3: minute de jeu sur cette passe de Pratt, Martin Peters a trompé Bertrand de Mann, qui m'a semblé un peu avancer, c'est votre avis peut-être Christian. Oui,
0: j'ai l'impression que j'ai surtout été
3: frappé par la précision des passes des il Britanniques, a eu, il y a eu quatre pinces, no, il y en a, a eu, eu, neuf, eu neuf exactement. Il y en a neuf exactement, sure, but... euh, de l'arrière-droit à Lovely. There exactly. the, now. Um, the,
2: the next round, uh, Martin um, famously, I mean, Bill Nix said the dirtiest team he saw in thirty years. Rapid Bucharest. John, you had a great game. You scored one. You assisted one, and Martin two goals. Martin, you were kicked all over the pitch, weren't you? By uh, I think I think everyone team.
4: in the away game. The, the, everybody, I think that we had about eight players on the treatment table afterwards. Stevie was laid out.
6: You dislocated you? your shoulder, Steve, in that yeah. one. Yeah. With yeah. a bit of help from one Gilly, of their
4: players. Yeah, went off at half time.
6: Jimmy um, Pierce came just, on. Sorry, Mark. Jimmy Pierce came on for 10 minutes. I got you know, sent off. Got sent off. <laughs> so I'm looking at the side, and Bill Nick's gone to me, and he's took his coat off because there was a running track round the side. And he's going, John Pratt, because Yorkshiremen always use your full name, don't they? John Pratt, if you don't kick that fucking... I'm going to come on and kick you. I went, okay, then, I think i better sort that out then, eh? Because we had this thing with uh, Gilly and Stevie. They were roommates, the older one and the younger one. Um, But we did call them Bill Nick's sons because, you (laughs) know... And he he was trying to look after him and said, you better come off, yeah."
3: That was the game, John, when... um when Martin Peters took a penalty and uh, as he was going to take a penalty the goalkeeper was about five yards from him standing next to him, next to him from a penalty <laughs> <laughs> and the referee didn't Positive do anything about it but it past done the about and the
4: goalkeeper gave a goal kick yeah.
3: <laughs> but how, how did they get
6: away with that did you ever think in those away games in those days in Europe that there was something dodgy going on because it sounds like the referee was perhaps no, not was, quite doing his job properly no it was straight it
4: was dodgy to a point because <laughs> Bill Nick got on the coach afterwards and he thanked us for keeping our cool he said we got a few injuries in, the, in there he said just to let you know that it was uh, that's the worst game I've seen and the BBC have been refused permission to take the to take wow. the film back to England. Wow. Nobody ever you are, and I can guarantee you haven't got it on here tonight. <laughs> I don't have that one. <laughs> the film was refused permission. You, know, wow. you couldn't get it out. It was such a dirty game, and we actually came away with a win, didn't we? We got two 0 yeah. win. But that was the dirtiest. But what happens in the next round? We have well, to go back to we, the same we place. We draw again. them
2: again. Uh, uh, unizali Textile Arad doesn't right. roll off the tongue. T- 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 yeah, it t- goes back John. to
4: Bucharest again. Back
2: to Bucharest. Yeah. I don't think that team exists anymore. I don't think it does, does it? Yeah. Never yeah. heard of that team again. Yeah. Anyway, very little uh, we remember about that one. Um, um, and then back in the league, I mean, again, with so many games coming up. Um, in the league, uh, we won one at Forest, 2-0 against Stoke. George Goodison, 2-0 win against United... Uh, Steve, again, you scored in that game with Martin. We were kind of doing very, very well. Then after this game against Arad, uh, we had a key game at the lane. uh, I don't remember. We lost to the subsequent champions, Derby County, 1-0. I don't know if anyone remembers that one. Um, And then we kind of in the sort of sadly typical Tottenham style over the years, we we dropped points we didn't think. We lost 2-0 to West Ham-Upton Park. We then Drew with relegated Huddersfield, Drew at West Brom, Southampton, lost to Ipswich. We ended up finishing seven points off the title. You sure
6: it was us? It was you. <laughs> 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 about I know at Derby, we got absolutely fucking murdered, didn't we? I got, I got injured and I'd done me hibbing and I, it took me a long time getting up, even longer than it does now. And we were five... Ne- and I went down again, and Alan Murray ran up to me and he went, he said, pray we're 5-0 down, I wouldn't fucking bother if I was you. (laughs) So, to add to the interest, who came on? Someone that's really going to sort them out, and Roger Morgan. (laughs) Then we go into April, there was eight breathless games in in April,
2: about games before winning a major trophy, Obviously, the triumphant return of Alan Muller, who had been injured, badly injured, played at Fulham, came back. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to do a 10-minute break, go and get more drinks from the bar. We're going to go back to the dressing room for 10 minutes. When we come back in the second half, we'll be looking, we've got the footage of both semi-finals and the final. Uh, and we'll talk about those all those great games culminating in us becoming the first British club to win two major European trophies. We'll be back... In the interval, we we'll draw the raffle as well. For now, a round of applause. We're we'll back in ten minutes. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at Playback Media dot co dot uk
4: sports social podcast network